Hi there, I'm Bill Ingram, and this is Welcome to Texas, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. On today's show, we'll take you to the moon. No, really, looking back on our first moon landing with Apollo 11. We'll learn about the opening of Houston's Intercontinental Airport, and we'll also learn what to do when we sin against God. That's all coming up on today's Welcome to Texas. Hope on Demand has a brand new podcast called The Art of Friendship. It's hosted by my friend and author, Kim Weir. It's all about creating and keeping relationships that matter. Look for it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for The Art of Friendship. We live in a sinful world. The Bible even tells us it's our nature to sin. Well, that doesn't make it okay. We need to do whatever we can to take sin out of our lives. Now, sin is not a popular word. It's not a word most people even want to hear, but it is very real. It's not easy to remove sin from our lives, though. Gossip, for example, is common. It's not good. It's certainly not acceptable to God, but it is common. There are many other sins, too, and all of us are guilty of some of them. Sin will attack your hopes and your dreams. The good news is there is nothing you can do to separate yourself from God except not accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. When we do sin, and we will, God requires us to confess our sins. Yes, God already knows, but he wants to hear it from us. Just tell him, God, I did this. I know it's against you. I am sorry, and I ask your forgiveness. We can be assured, no matter what we've done, if we confess our sins to God and accept Jesus Christ, He will forgive us and help us get rid of that sin. If we do this, God will help us to grow to be more productive, more successful, and overall, a better person. Hope on Demand has a podcast called Anything But Quiet Time. It's hosted by my good friends, Rochelle and Carter. Each week, they have fun and insightful conversation about what they're learning in their quiet time. You can download it now wherever you listen to podcasts. Just search for anything but quiet time. Houston's Intercontinental Airport opened in June of 1969. Now, when it opened at midnight, June the 8th, all commercial flights at Hobby Airport came to an end. Intercontinental was the new airport, just like that. Some 80,000 people showed up for the official opening at Intercontinental Airport with just two terminals, Terminal A and Terminal B. Now, I've always wondered, why do they use the word terminal at an airport anyway? Hmm. I guess the maddest or the angriest my dad ever was with me was the day my friend Curtis Lewis and I rode our bikes out to watch the construction workers build the new airport. In the 1980s, a third terminal was opened, and today there are five terminals. In 1997, the airport was renamed Bush Intercontinental Airport. Now, measured in acres, Bush Intercontinental Airport is the nation's second largest ride behind DFW. Hobby Airport was outdated, overloaded, and unable to meet demands back then, so it was closed, it was remodeled, and reopened in 1971. Hope on Demand is a brand new mobile app where you can see videos, listen to podcasts, read blogs, and articles to help you grow in your faith. Download the mobile app now on iOS and Android. Just search for Hope On Demand.
Houston is home to the Johnson Space Center and Mission Control for all of NASA's missions to the last frontier. Hence the nickname, Space City for the city of Houston. The Apollo 11 crew astronauts Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin actually landed on the lunar surface. The third crew member, astronaut Michael Collins, stayed behind to pilot the command module, Columbia, alone in lunar orbit. It was July 20th, 1969, that we heard the words from astronaut Neil Armstrong, Houston Tranquility Base here, the Eagle has landed. It's hard to believe it was more than 50 years ago. Believe it or not, Houston was not the first word spoken on the moon. Now, I know a lot of folks don't want to hear that. <laughs> it was actually a series of protocol sequence of technical chatter for shutting down the engine in orders and direction from Buzz Aldrin, Neil Armstrong, and Charles Duke back at Mission Control in Houston. It was a technical conversation, obviously, and it was started by astronaut Buzz Aldrin when he said, Contact light. So those were actually the first words spoken on the moon. The moon landing is one of those things that happen when you remember where you were and what you were doing at exactly that time. My dad and I sat and watched in amazement along with other millions or so around the world. About six hours after the landing, Neil Armstrong opened the hatch and stepped onto the lunar surface and said those famous words, One small step for man, one giant leap for mankind. This no doubt ended the space race with Russia. President John F. Kennedy would have been proud since this fulfilled his promise in a speech he made to U.S. Congress in 1961 of putting man on the moon and returning him safely to Earth. Counting Apollo 11, there were six missions to the moon, all making it back to Earth safely. There was that one botched mission on Apollo 13 where they never landed on the moon because of problems, but after a series of serious problems, they did finally make it back home safely. Well, it's time for me to blow this popsicle stand. I'm Bill Ingram, and this has been Welcome to Houston, a show about Texas history, lifestyle, and faith here in the Lone Star State. I hope you enjoyed today's show, and I hope you'll join me again for Welcome to Texas.